Here on the North Shore Drive podcast, it's time for the Acrisure Fan Advantage, which means we're talking with a Raiders expert. We've got your boy Q, who covers the Raiders in a lot of aspects. We'll talk with him about how this they, they are preparing for the Steelers and break down this matchup for you here on the Acrisure Fan Advantage for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive podcast, a show on all things Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello and welcome to the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Today is the Acrisure Fan Advantage where we talk with an expert on the Las Vegas Raiders, the Steelers' upcoming op- opponent this this weekend, Sunday night at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. As always, you can find the show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this channel to get our Monday, Wednesday, and Friday episodes of the North Shore Drive podcast as well as our Saturday episodes with the Acrisure Fan Advantage and all of our daily content that comes out from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette from all of our hosts. This episode is brought to you by the Acrisure Fan Advantage advantage this year all season long the fan advantage brings you closer to the team than ever featuring exclusive answers to your burning questions from Steelers insider Brian Batko we did on our Friday episode and an in-depth conversation with an opponent expert each week this week we've got your boy Q aka Keon Myers Q is a dude that if you know him you know he (laughs) is everywhere he hosts the Locked On Raiders podcast and the Locked On Bets podcast he's the host of Raider Nation Radio on 920 Las Vegas he's also a host of ESPN Radio's Game Night Show ladies and gentlemen your boy Q has made his way to the North Shore Drive podcast Q how you doing man I was doing really good but you gave me that big introduction now I got so much I have to like live up to so uh, you know I'm gonna try to do my best but no excited to be here with you man Raiders Steelers Sunday night Allegiant Stadium it doesn't get much better Absolutely. I wanted to ask you because all week long we've been talking about what the Steelers have been looking at with the Raiders. You know, Max Crosby, Josh Jacobs, Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo, Devontae Adams. What is the what are the Raiders talking about right now when they're talking about the Steelers? What are the biggest things they're they're concerned about going into this matchup? I think the biggest deal for the Raiders is trying to get their offense going. Right. And we've heard a lot about it when it comes to the Steelers as well. But we've heard a lot about the Raiders trying to get their offense jump started. And Jimmy G comes in as the quarterback. Uh, Josh Jacobs is back, obviously, as the running back for the silver and black. He was out all training camp, all preseason because he was trying to get that contract deal. Just trying to figure out how to get this thing jump started. Right. Just trying to put those jumper cables on them, put them on the, the negative and the positive and try to boom. Get it going. So the Raiders haven't quite done that through two weeks, but hoping to do that this week against the Steelers. This is a game that looks like it's going to be featuring two offenses that are, that are trying to get it together. The, the, the Raiders rank 30th in, in yards gained and points scored in the NFL. The Steelers rank 31st in yards gained and 26th in points scored. This is an These are two offenses both looking for their identities. What is the Raiders offense biggest struggle right now? Because Josh Jacobs hasn't gotten going. What is the source of that problem? Because he was a, a monster in the NFL last year. Yeah, that's the thing right there. Josh Jacobs hasn't got going, right? It's the it's the run game's got to get going. Uh, it's, a, it's a big question mark. Wh- who's to blame? Is it the running game? Is it the running back, right? I mean, and, and look, the running back missed all the training camp, missed all the preseason, was dealing with the contract situation, and he just hasn't got started. I think a little bit of it has to do with the the running back and the, the, the uh, offensive line not being on the same page, uh, you know, trying to figure it out, trying to get on this, you know, just, um, you know, the the in sync, let's put it like that. Putting get in mm-hmm. sync uh, with each other. I think that's a big deal. And then also, 
the offensive line hasn't opened up those holes, right? Last year, they were really good at run blocking, and, and the pass blocking was just okay. This year, they've been great at get the pass blocking, haven't given up one sack yet, but they've been suspect against the run, so, or with the run. So uh, it's just kind of one of those situations. They've got to get a little bit better at the run game, but for the Raiders' offense to go, they have to establish a run. I mean, they, they, it's, it's got to be balanced. Jimmy G is not a guy that's going to throw the ball around the yard all day long and be really, really good. You've got to have a you know an established run game as well. What are the what are the best parts of the pass protection right now? Is it primarily Colton Miller being the best pass protector? Is it Jimmy Garoppolo getting getting the ball out quickly? What has led to them not allowing a sack in two games so far? Well, that's that's it. I mean, Jimmy G does get the ball out of his hands pretty quickly, but you know, Colton Miller's been constant ever since he's been in the league. Uh, it was funny when he got drafted. I was like, oh, great, right? Because I just didn't <laughs> think that the young man out of UCLA was going to be that guy, right? But he ended up being a really good. He's been the anchor so far of that offensive line. Andre James at the center position has been really good. Dylan Parham, he was drafted last year by the Raiders. He he's been really good at the left guard spot. The right side has been a question. Jermaine Illuminor, and now they have Greg Van Roten, where last year they had Alex Bars. So the right side of that offensive line is still kind of a work in progress, but they're coming along. Jermaine Illuminor has been pretty sticky good. So uh, I think that a lot of it has to do with, you know, just Jimmy G getting his hands, uh, the, the ball out of his hands, but they're starting to gel as well. So the offensive line is coming together. They have a lot of pride, man. Uh, Jermaine Illuminor has hurt himself as I heard people talk about him as well. He's just okay. And he's trying to really step up and, and really play at a high level. But he'll be tested in a major way on Sunday when T.J. Watt comes to town. The defense for the Raiders looked pretty strong against the Broncos, but then they gave up a lot of points to the Bills. A lot of teams often do give yeah. up a lot of points to the Bills. But Max Crosby is obviously the face of the defense. He's a heck of a pass rusher. The Steelers have been talking about him all week. But Tyree Wilson is across from him. He was a top 10 pick by the Raiders this year, a rookie coming in, um, and he's been in. How have those two performed together? How has Tyree Wilson looked? And do you see that that part of this defense gelling, or do you see that still having a ways to go? No, they've got a long ways to go. They, I mean, that's just reality, right? It's Max Crosby and everybody else. That's just the reality of the situation. Uh, Max is going to give you every effort in his body. It's, there's a reason why his name has two X's in it, because he's he's that guy, right? <laughs> he's a but double rest, X factor. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's reality. But the rest of the offensive line, Tyree has done nothing. Right. I mean, Chandler Jones, he's out. He's not going to play this week. He's, you know, dealing with some uh, personal situations and, and no one else has stepped up. So uh, the Raiders tried to build it from the inside out. That's how a lot of teams do it. And so far, it hasn't worked out. So somebody they're they're screaming for somebody, please, somebody step up and, and make a play and, and be that guy across from Max Crosby. Nobody's done it yet. We'll see if they show up Sunday night. I want to keep going over aspects of this matchup that Q can give you guys insight on what the Raiders are doing right now. We'll do that on the other side of the break here on the Accuracy Fan Advantage from the North Shore Drive podcast of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm Chris Carter, your host. But before we go anywhere else, we'll remind you that this show is sponsored by Accuracy and the Accuracy Fan Advantage. And again, all season long, we give you the insights. We had great questions that you can submit to Brian Batko. You can go to accuracy.com slash fan advantage to get the information that you need. But right there, you can also submit questions to Brian Batko, one of our Steelers insiders at the Post-Gazette. We answer them right on the Friday show with a whole segment addressing your addressing your questions going into each week. And then we, we, we talk with the expert every weekend getting you ready for Steelers versus their opponents. And this week, it's, 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 really, it's awesome with your boy Q who covers the Raiders on multiple facets here. So again, tune in every Friday and Saturday for the best, best insight on the Steelers' upcoming matchup from the Accresher Fan Advantage. And again, visit accresher.com slash Fan Advantage for more information to submit your questions today. 
Back here on the North Shore Drive podcast, it's the Acresure Fan Advantage with Chris Carter and your boy Q from Locked On Raiders, from the Raider Nation Radio Network, and from ESPN. Like I said, that man wears all the hats. But Q, let's talk about what these teams are going to try to do in this in, in this game. Because the Steelers last week, they won because their edge rushers just wrecked havoc and just created so many problems they both scored touchdowns Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt what is it that the Raiders if if, I don't think we've seen either team really be the the version of themselves that they anticipated being for to to be able to win games this year so far in either their wins or their losses because they're both one and one going to the game if the Raiders play the way that you think that they're designed to play what does that look like this year well, they're not playing from behind, first of all, right? They're mm-hmm. just not – they're not built to be that team that plays from behind and comes up, comes back and catches up in the game. But I do think that you see a healthy uh, Jacoby Myers. You see Devontae Adams. You got to see Hunter Renfro, right? In the passing game, that's the key. Devontae, Jacoby, and Hunter Renfro. And I don't care what order it is. Hunter's not going to be a guy that's going to catch 10 passes a game. Not asking for that. But he's got one target so far through two games. That's not enough. So Jimmy G's got to open up the passing game. He's got to be able to spread the ball around the yard. All three of those guys have to be involved. Jacoby didn't play last week. He was dealing with a concussion. Uh, Kareem Jackson hit him in week one and knocked him out of the game then and then knocked him out of week two, right? So he's back now. So that's going to help out the Raiders passing game. But I mentioned in the in, in segment number one, it's about the, the running game, too. The running game's got to get going. It's got to be balanced. When you've seen Jimmy G have a success in his career, it's because why? He's got a balanced team. He's got the running game going. He's got the defense cooking, and he's got the passing game going. He's got to get the, the, the defending rushing champ going. Josh Jacobs has got to run the rock. He's got to be effective. Samir White, he could be a compliment as well. But at the end of the day, it's got to be the Josh Jacobs show. It's got to be the passing game. It's got to be a very balanced offense for the Raiders to win this one. I think the Steelers are trying to play a similar way. Like, for example, I, I think one of the biggest matchups in this game could be if the Steelers can get the ball to their tight end, Pat Fryermuth. They also have Darnell Washington, who is active for this game. He was dealing with a knee injury all week, but he seems to be ready to go. They, he does not even have a, an injury designation. But the problem with the Steelers is they haven't gotten their tight end involved in either of their games. Pat Fryermuth has been targeted five times with two catches for five yards. He does have a touchdown, but that's not what they envision and not what we saw all through training camp and through preseason. Kenny Pickett was hitting back shorter seam passes down the middle against the bills uh what you know during the preseason and now it's like they're they're not even connecting at all what is when we look at the raiders they're giving up a lot of yards to tight ends right now what is their biggest struggle with covering tight ends in the middle part of the field well i mean they're just allowing too much time for the quarterback to sit back in the pocket Mm. you know i mean it's just it's just that simple they're not getting enough pressure max is going to get there but who else is going to step up last week the Bills said okay 98 is not wrecking the game and guess what? He didn't. Nobody else did either, right? Mm. I mean, it's, it's, it's real simple. If you're going to double or triple team one guy, somebody's got to have an opportunity to go and make plays, and nobody did. Not Tyree Wilson, not Bilal Nichols, not Malcolm Kuntz, not anyone else, right? There was nobody that stepped up and said, I'll be that guy. I'll go out there and make plays if they're trying to make sure that Max doesn't wreck your game. So the Raiders defensively have to make sure that that's where it starts. The defensive line's got to make, uh, you know, make good on trying to get to the quarterback. Also, the the uh, the linebackers have got to cover the tight end, and that's something that the Raiders have struggled with for years. I mean, really, and they they've had the uh, the middle of the offense wide open for a very long time. Like that's like the biggest question Raider Nation says all the time: Why is the middle of the field always so wide open? Why is it always so wide open? Well. 
you know, the linebackers aren't able to cover guys like Travis Kelsey, you know, guys like Hunter Henry, guys, guys, guys that are dynamic tight ends. They're not able to do it for a very long time. They just don't have the dudes. They don't have the, the, the you know, the horses in the stable. And the Raiders have Robert Spillane. And any Steeler fan knows Robert Spillane's not a guy that's going to be great in coverage. But he's a hell of a player. He's exciting. He's a guy that's like fired up about being a football player. He loves football, as, as again, Steeler fans probably already know. He's not great in coverage. So that's going to be a big hangup for the Raiders. They've got to find a way to slow down the tight end and, and kind of cut down the middle of the field because it's always been wide open. I, look, listen, it's so funny because when we had the Tuesday press conference for Mike, Tom, Mike Tomlin, he, he talked about Robert Spillane. He's like, we know who Robert Spillane is. We have a lot of respect for him. He talked about you know all the yeah. things he brought. Immediately, Steelers fans were like, yeah, but we also know that he can't cover nobody in the middle part right. of the field. And yep. Robert Spillane has made some heck of, of a plays in, in back-to-back weeks back in 2020. Everyone remembers he stuffed Derrick Henry at the line. That was a huge hit yeah. that he had. And then I think it was the, either the week before or the week after they played the Ravens and he had a pick six on Lamar Jackson. But that was kind of like his Steelers highlights uh, throughout throughout his time playing for them. And listen, Robert Spillane is a, is a good player when he's playing in his element. He's a downhill player. He stuffs the run really well. He knows how to be aggressive in that. But if the Steelers are coming into this game, they have to be. This is this is where the Raiders could be very interesting in this matchup is that if the Steelers can't get their pass game going, the Raiders can fully commit to the run and let Robert Spillane just focus on stuffing Najee Harris and Jalen Warren because the Steelers offensive line hasn't been too great either to start this season. So, you know, if the if the Raiders are able to get a pass rush, that could be an impact. But if I'm the Raiders, I am forcing Kenny Pickett to do the thing that he hasn't done this year, and that's be consistent in throwing the ball. What has been that conversation been like? Because Kenny Pickett led a game-winning drive against them last year. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know that the Raiders, they're even looking back. They, they're probably looking back at that matchup at least to see like, hey, what things can we glean from just playing them really just what three, four games ago, the last time these two teams met, met up. Right. Yeah, no, it's 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 funny going back to Christmas Eve, right? That was the last time that the Raiders and Steelers played. And that was the last time Derek Carr ever played for the Raiders. That's another wow, sign. Right? I didn't think about that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, that's that's wild. Right. I mean, he played for the team for nine years. That was the last game he played Christmas Eve versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's got to be about stopping the run. Right. Uh, I think all the Raider Nation knows who Najee Harris is. I mean, he's a Bay Area guy. Right. Everyone knows who he was just watching him grow up from Pittsburgh, California to where he is at now. And he's fantastic. But everything's about, OK, can Kenny Pickett beat you and forcing him to beat you? Got to be able to stop the run. If you stop the run, which normally the Raiders do pretty well, they didn't do that really well last year or last week. Excuse me. The Bills ran for 183 plus yards against them last week. And that's not going to that's not obviously going to win anything, any football games. So they've got to be able to stop the run and then say, "Okay, Kenny, you throw the ball to George Pickens. You go ahead and get him started. And we believe that as a defense, we could cover that guy or we could jump a couple of routes and get a couple of turnovers for the defense. That's something that. The team has been talking about all offseason and training camp is get the ball back to the offense. Get the ball back to the offense. Get your hands on the ball or get your hands on the quarterback. They haven't done that consistently so far this year. It's only been two games, but you could tell that the emphasis that they, that they had is not quite there just yet. But that's something that they've been working on. So I think it's got to be stop the run and try to make Kenny Pickett throw the ball around the yard and see if you can make a play. I, I agree. That's got to be the key here. And I, mean, that, I think that should be the key for this, for anyone facing the Steelers until Kenny Pickett proves otherwise. And, and, yeah. and again, listen, like I'm a person like I covered Kenny in college. I, I, I remember what he I, I know. I saw him play really well in the preseason 
play really well in training camp, looked like he was putting it all together, looked like this was going to be a special start to the season, and then he just come, comes out against the Niners and the Browns, does enough to just help them get over the line against the Browns, even though they had negative yardage in the fourth quarter, but he did hit, hit, on, a, hit on a big touchdown pass to George Pickens. But Kenny Pickett, the key will be, I think, for the Raiders, making, making sure to press the Steelers and say, hey, if he's going to grow up today, fine, he can beat us, but you can, we are not going to let Najee Harris and this run game just bowl us over in that. Not that the Raiders, not that the Steelers have done that just yet, but that was how they found their stride last year was the running game kind of picked up in the later part of the season and allowed them to possess the football. Um, but if you're the Raiders, you're trying to force that issue uh, con consistently right there. We'll go over our predictions and how we see this game going out on the other side of the break here on the North Shore Drive podcast. It's the AccraSure Fan Advantage from Chris Carter and your boy Q. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Back here on the North Shore Drive podcast is the Acrisure Fan Advantage from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Chris Carter, your host here with your boy Q of Raiders Nation Radio Network, the Locked On Raiders podcast, Locked On Bets podcast, and ESPN Radio's Game Night. Q, let's get into how we see this matchup playing out. Give us your big turning point in the game where you think that this game starts to hinge in the direction of the team you think it's going to win, and then give us your final score and how you think this plays out to get that final score. Man, it's a, it's a good question when it comes to the final score. I, I'm never good at, like, predictions on how the game's going to go as far as the score goes. I think for the Raiders, if they're going to win, and I think they have an opportunity, I believe they're favored by two and a half points, and, you know, at home you get normally three. So that kind of mm -hmm. tells you how close everyone expects this game to be is they're only favored by two and a half. My expectation is the Raiders to get a run game established because the Steelers have struggled to stop the run. Yeah. So the Raiders have to find a way to exploit that. If they don't, and they've struggled to run so far this year, they've got to be able to lean into that and say, this is who we are. We're a running game. We're a running team. Josh Jacobs is going to get going downhill, and he's going to make things happen. Like, they have to be that team. Let him get the rock like 20 to 25 times. Uh, Jimmy G's got to have a nice little balance. But also their first two games of the season have been really wonky. Like, And it's, it's a weird word. It's just like they had six possessions in the first game against Denver, and then – uh, last week against Buffalo, only 13 snaps they had in the second half of the game. So it's just kind of like That's weird. You know, yeah, exactly. Like, who are you? Who are you as an offense? So get the run game established. And then Jimmy G's got to be able to get the ball around uh, to different guys. Devontae, Jacoby, Hunter, Michael Mayer, the tight end. All these guys have got to be involved in the offense. If that works, then they're good. I think the offense is going to be really good. But if not, then it could be a long day at the office. So I'm assuming and that's a big assumption that they're going to get cooking. They're going to get rolling. It's week three of the NFL season. It's kind of like preseason. I'm assuming that they're going to get rolling. I'm going to say that the Raiders are going to hit the 24 points because uh, they haven't gone over 17 yet so far uh, this season. They had 17 and 10. That's not going to win you a lot of games in the NFL. So I'm looking at 24-21. The Raiders win the game at home. Uh, Daniel Carlson's a really good field goal kicker, and the defense will do just enough. Nothing major. They'll do just enough to get over the hump. Uh, for this uh, week three action primetime Sunday night football. The Steelers have been cursed on the road against the Raiders. The craziest things have happened, whether yeah. it's Ben Roethlisberger's x-rays not coming back mid-game and them not knowing right. if he's healthy or not to play in a game, whether whether it's you know having to do hook and ladders to set up field goals that are just yeah. missed by Chris Boswell or Terrell Pryor running, what was it, 95 yards. Yeah. The Steelers haven't won on the road against the Raiders since, I think, 1995. That is the that is the things that we're going up against. And just last week, 
the Steelers were kind of putting the, putting that kind of those kind of intangibles on the Browns. The Browns hadn't won in the Steelers in a regular season game. Uh, they hadn't won in Pittsburgh in a regular season game since like '93 or something, and they hadn't lost uh, on Monday Night Football at home since like '92. And the Browns hadn't been two and zero since '91. So this is kind of like the reverse jinx now. Working <laughs> on the Steelers, I think they have a chance to beat this because here's my yeah. thing, Q, is that both these teams are in very similar places right now. An offense that thinks it has an identity that it hasn't established yet that's going to require a balanced look with a talented running back, a quarterback that you kind of see is not necessarily a guy who's going to destroy people, but a guy who can manage the game, make the smart decisions, and keep you out of of making big mistakes. Um, And then you also have a defense that's led by its pass rushing, especially by a, a, a main guy. But I think the Steelers' edge here is that Whereas the Raiders have one guy in Max Crosby yep. that is a double X factor. TJ Watt is that kind of a double X factor, but Alex Highsmith has emerged as one as well. Make if it's Patrick is healthy. I just look at the Steelers and I think they have enough defensive playmakers that even if the Raiders start to establish the run here, I think that the Steelers pass rush, I know the Raiders haven't given up a sack yet this season, but I think that that, that streak ends this week. You see the Steelers pass rush really get after it. You see their secondary kind of cobble things up and make sure that Devontae Adams can't kill them. I think they did a really good job at that last year, focusing on how to limit him and limit Josh Jacobs. Those are going to be the two guys that they focus on the most. If they do those things, the offense is kept in check. And I think the Kenny Pickett, this is the week that you start to see him put it together and he won't be dominant, but I think he at least has some good moments. The Steelers offense gets a couple touchdowns, then a few field goals. The Steelers defense gives them some short fields and that's what's going to happen. I think you're going to see a very tight game through through most of it. Then mid third quarter, I think that's when a turnover breaks because the Raiders might take a shot to try to make, have a big play happen. That's when the Steelers pass rush strikes. It gets them a short field. They score a touchdown and the Steelers end up winning this one 23 13 in a 10 point difference. But I totally could see what you're saying here. This could very well go down to the wire because, again, I think both of these teams are in very similar spots with what they want to be, but who they've been through two games. Yeah, no, they're both trying to find their identity. And and you brought up ball security. That's going to be huge in this game. The Raiders have to secure the ball. Uh, TJ Watt, Highsmith, they both showed that they can get after the quarterback and they can also get after the ball and get in the end zone. So they scored a couple touchdowns uh, on Monday Night Football against the Browns. The Raiders have to be secure with the ball. That's one thing, and they haven't been good at creating turnovers. So the advantage there is definitely with the Steelers. Get after the quarterback, get after the ball, try to score points. And that's that's something that the Steelers could do. That's something that uh, Raider Nation is paying attention to, just hoping every time Jimmy G drops back, he's got the proper protection because it could be a long day at the office if not. It absolutely could be. Uh, I look at this and and, and wonder, man, how is this going to play out? We'll find out Sunday night. He's your boy Q from Game Night on ESPN Radio, from the Locked On Raiders podcast, the Locked On Bets podcast, and the host of the Raider Nation Radio Network. Q, thanks so much. Let people know if there's anything else that people need to look out for what you do. They need to look out for me getting a haircut, right? I mean, it's early on Saturday. I got to go get a haircut. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm just like. Got to get it happen, but no, you still got a fade going. though. you go, you all right? But I got, I got to be right, man. Sunday night football, <laughs> prime time action, Steelers and Raiders. I got to be on point, right? So no, uh, on Twitter at your boy Q two five four, you can find everything I do right there. 
Absolutely. Check check out Q. It is a lot of great work. Q, it's great to do two shows with of of you this week. We did one yeah. for the Locked On Steelers podcast as well earlier this week. And so happy to have you on here with the Acrisure Fan Advantage. He's your boy Q. I'm Chris Carter, your host of the North Shore Drive podcast. It's been the Acrisure Fan Advantage. Check out here every Friday and Saturday. Get your Acrisure Fan Advantage view into the Steelers' upcoming matchup. We both answer your questions with Brian Batko and then get our, get our, get our conversation with an opponent expert every single week, getting you ready. We'll be back Monday morning talking about the Steelers game against the Raiders here on the North Shore Drive podcast with Ray Fittipato. It's going to be a fun one. Check us out there on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. We'll see you here right here on the North Shore Drive podcast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For three months of digital access to post-gazette.com at 99 cents, click the link below in the description. Thank you.